Hello, and welcome to Hump Day Habits, the podcast where entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and go-getters learn the habits, routines, and skills to take you to the next level in your personal, professional, and social lives. We're all about working on your business and life and not just in them. I'm your host, Sean Miles, and I'm here to help you have it better. Just a quick note, if you hear me interacting with people, episodes of Hump Day Habits are filmed live on Instagram. So feel free to check us out on Wednesdays at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time if you want to ask some specific questions about that week's topic. You can find us on Instagram by searching Habit Better, all one word. So please enjoy the show. So welcome to episode six of Hump Day Habits. Um, today we will be talking about making habits stick and how, the, the how being more entangled in the why. So, you know, really understanding um, that why you do something is going to be really important to making it stick. So how do you make it stick? It's, it's focusing in on, on the why. So when we're talking about making habits stick, it's really easy to get um, get caught up in, in the little to-dos, the actions. Um, I talk about this a lot, and they're all really important, you know, such as scheduling, identifying a cue, understanding the reward. Um, and when you start looking at rewards, it becomes really important to start understanding why. So rewards are generally tied pretty closely with why. And so when you're trying to make habits stick and you're focusing on all of these, you know, different aspects of the habit and making sure your routine is right and that it's scheduled and that you have, you know, kind of those different types of cues, um, whether it's people, place, location, time, or, um, you know, emotional state, uh, preceding action, um, you you can get caught up in those things without taking kind of the step back that is so important and, and really isolating why. And we might start out really strong and have all of those other things nailed down like the schedule. Um, but over time, if you don't have a really strong why, you're gonna start to fade. And as you start to fade, those other kind of scheduling tactics and well, I wanna do this or, or whatnot, the the relevance of those is going to fade over time as well. So that's one reason why is, is really important as, as you're trying to figure out how to make your habits stick and, and to stick with things and follow through. So one of the other aspects to think about with why is why so important is, you know, if you think about great leaders, um, great leaders start with why. So they don't really tell you how they're going to do something to start. They start with why, you know, and, and Simon Sinek does a good job of pointing out, you know, Martin Luther King uh, gave the speech, you know, I have a dream. He didn't say I have a plan. And the reason it resonates so much is because we all want to get behind that why. And so if we think about leaders in general, and then we think about, you know, the why in our own life, you are the leader. You're, you know, you're the leader in your life. And so having that why that you can connect to is so important and, and understanding why do you show up for work each day? Why do you, um, you know, do the, the things in your, in, in your daily life? Why do you, you know, clean up? Why do you do your workout, etc.? 
And so, you know, starting with why as opposed to the what and the how, um, you know, the what being that habit or routine, really kind of backtracking, zooming out and saying why. Why am I leading myself down this path? Um, another reason is, you know, humans have a really basic need to understand. So anyone who spent time around younger children knows that their favorite question is why. So go do this. Why? Go do that. Why? Well, because I said so. Why? And so that is, you know, it's tied into the limbic portion of the brain, which is that feeling and emotions. A lot of times it's like, well, it just doesn't feel right. That's your limbic part talking. And the how and the what you're doing is, is neocortex. So this is the newest part of the brain that is dealing with the, you know, like logic and things like that. Language is in the neocortex. Your limbic system is, is going to be tied to those feelings, right? And so it's, it's that why. Um, having a strong understanding of your why, and we'll go through later, like what is a why and, you know, questions you can ask yourself to like get to the core and find your specific reasons for doing a habit and finding your whys. Um, but if, if you have a, a good why, it's going to, in a lot of ways, inform where you're going. So... You need to have a goal, you know, most likely if you have this habit, it's in order to help you achieve a goal and having a why is going to give you that compass, right? It's going to give you, instead of just a location on a map that you're giving, that you have, that you want to get to and the habits being the steps along the way, this, this why and, and this kind of intrinsic understanding of, you know, what your motivation is, is going to, is going to be that compass to guide you along the path and make sure that the actions that you take are in fact leading you where you want to go. So another reason is it's gonna give you a way to motivate in those early mornings or whatever when you're like, I don't really wanna do this. You can always revisit it and say like, well, this is why I'm doing this. I'm not I'm not just going to, to spend time with my kids because you know I love soccer practice. I wanna spend time with my kids because I value my children and I want them to learn X or Y. And we'll go through kind of some of the exploration in that later on. Um, and so when you're revisiting it, it, you know, Simon Sinek also goes into, he has his golden circle and it's the why is at the center and then the how and the what. And so by revisiting the why, it's going to allow you to understand the how and the what you're doing in a lot better um, context so that you can keep that motivation. So why is also how we communicate to ourselves and to others. So this might sound odd, but you really do kind of have to think about your habits that you want to stick to as something that you are marketing to yourself. So this inner dialogue that I think we all have, and, and a lot of times the inner dialogue that people reference is like the talking yourself out of or rationalizing a bad choice, maybe. It works the opposite direction, right? You can use this exploration of yourself as as a inner dialogue and rationalization for why you are going to make the right choice. So the right choice may be harder, it may not have instant gratification behind it, but understanding that intrinsic motivation is going to help you to have that rational dialogue and, and offer both sides of the argument for and against. And, and hopefully if you have a strong enough why, the four will win on, on making those those choices to execute on the habits that you have chosen. So another aspect of 
why having this intrinsic motivation and this this why reasoning behind your habits is to be loyal to yourself. Uh, I mentioned earlier that you, you, you need to be the leader in your own life. You need to, to have the reasons and the motivations. And so by having this why, it allows you to be loyal to yourself, to, to inspire the action in your life that's going to take you where you want to go. And finally, the ability to say no. So, so many times we talk about the aspects that we want to add into our life. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, this is a great habit. So-and-so does this. I should do that too. But a lot of times what can make the greatest difference in our life is knowing what to say no to. It may be a great habit or, you know, you know, running six miles, you know, doing a 10K every day might be a great habit for someone that wants to be a professional runner. But if your why is more about just staying in shape, then six miles a day is definitely going to keep you in shape, but it might be over the top. Um, and so being able to reflect on your why and confidently and unapologetically say no to things that don't actually line up with that why. So if, if my why has nothing to do with being a professional athlete, then, you know, racing or, or things like that, while they might be enjoyable in, in some measure, can go to the extreme. And this allows you to say, like, nope, not going to do that. So one of the other things um, that we'll, we'll get into now is what is a why? And I, I realize I sound a lot like a broken record during, during this. Um, so I'll try and switch up the language a little bit, but I'm trying to also stay consistent. So what is a why? So your why is an intrinsic a purpose. It can be a cause or a belief. So, um, you know, thinking about those like a purpose. So what is my purpose in life? Um, and you can think about this across different areas. So when you're thinking about it in the context of habits and making habits stick, um, you want to look at the action and work backwards. So why is this important to me? To me? Why does this make me who I want to be as an individual? Um, how does it contribute to that sense of self? Um, other good questions to ask yourself when you're trying to identify what a why is, is like, is it something that you want to be remembered for? Um, you know, what do you want to be like? What type of individual do you want to be defined as by, you know, by your actions? And, and do these actions reflect on that type of individual that, that you want to be remembered for? Um, and so speaking specifically to habits, when, when you're working backwards, so you have this, you know, routine and, and let's just say, you know, I want to read a book every day. Okay, well, you know, what does, what is that action? How is that connected to your, your personal motivation, to your intrinsic motivation, to your identity that you want for you? And again, this is really important that it's, it's internal to you. This is not what someone else wants for you. This is not, well, I need to spend an hour reading because my professor is assigned to this book and I've figured out that I need to read that book for, you know, X, you know, for an hour a day in order to be able to, to complete the assignments. Now, this is something different. So, you know, you would track back and one of the great things, um, and we'll kind of talk about now is uh, using the five whys technique. And so this is really helpful when we're dealing specifically with actions, habits. Um, it was develop, developed uh, by Toyota 
um, in order to identify problems, but we can also use it to just understand root cause because that's really what it's for. They used it to identify like, okay, this happened at a factory, let's work backwards and find the root cause. We're going to use it to find our root why. So our root reason. So I'm taking, you know, I have to read this book because I'm taking this class. Why am I taking the class? Okay, well, I'm taking the class because I want to get my degree and this class is required. Okay, well, why do I want to get a degree? And you keep working back and it's like, okay, well, maybe two or three steps down the road you get to, because I value education um, and I value being informed. Um, and so that gets closer, that gets to your core values. And, and we do a course on setting inspired goals that talks about backtracking and understanding core values so that you can then set relevant goals. But in this case, you know, we worked the other direction, right? We started with what the action is and then worked our way backwards. So you can, you can kind of approach it from both ways. So when we're finding our why, like, the, you know, greatest squishy question ever, right? Well, what is your purpose for being? Someone asks you and your eyes glaze over and you think to yourself, I have no idea. Like, why am I here? Who knows? I don't know. To punch in and punch out? Not a great answer, but, you know, very understandable. And, and it, it does take some really deep searching. And so... Like I mentioned earlier, it helps to think in arenas of your life. So, you know, some of them could be your personal life, your social life, uh, and that can be split up further, like romantic uh, life, uh, friends, family, and then you can go into the professional area of your life. Um, and so by kind of splitting things up, it allows you to kind of zoom in on context, especially when we're talking about making habits stick. And so then um, some of the questions that you can ask yourself, yeah, some of the questions that you can ask yourself in order to um, really kind of find that why are, are really, and one of the concepts I love is, is, is a concept called ikigai, which in Japanese means um, kind of reason for being is, is the translation. And you can, if you Google that, you'll find some really great graphics that you can work through. Um, but I think it's, it's a great kind of way of, of framing it and your why can be, um, you know, kind of balanced and, and it's got these multiple circles that, that intersect and, and they, you know, if you read some books on it, um, it's really fascinating about finding, you know, that what you love and what you're good at overlaps. And, and that's generally like, you can identify that as passion. Um, and then it, it kind of digs into the feelings that are associated with that. And we won't go all the way down that, that rabbit hole, um, but we will talk about some of them. So I like to look at things um, as, you know, as the balance and intersection. So when you're trying to understand what your why is, what your in, inner intrinsic motivation is, um, you know, kind of the areas that I look at most are, are the balance and intersection of what are your talents and skills and expertise, what are your passions and what are your values? So starting with talents and skills and expertise, you can kind of dive into that category and, and talents is like your innate strengths, right? So what do you what do you get better or more quickly than others? So when you do X, you just you, it comes very easily to you. You can get in a state of flow pretty easy. 
you know, other people might struggle with it, but for some reason, you know, it's just a talent of yours. You, you catch on really quickly. And then with skills and expertise, one of the questions you can ask yourself is, you know, point blank, what am I really good at? Um, but uh, another really great question to ask yourself when you're trying to understand like, hey, what are my skills or expertise is to think about when you have conversations with other people, what do they ask your help for? Um, what do you get thanked for when you're at work or when you are with friends? You know, they're like, oh, thank you for listening. It might be a good indicator that you're a good listener. Um, and then, you know, or, you know, man, that was a really great analysis. Okay, so you might think about, okay, do I have a, a, a talent or skill or expertise in analysis? And so kind of thinking about your interactions with others can be a really great way of helping you to identify what your skills and expertise are, um, especially due to the fact that everyone is biased for themselves, right? And so when they, they do these studies and they've done a study where it's like they, they survey everyone and, and say, rate yourself on your driving ability. And something like 80% of people rate themselves as above average. Well, that's just a statistical problem because if 80% of people are above average, then average is not accurate or those people are overestimating their skills and expertise in driving. So by reframing it as what do people come ask you for help with and what do people thank you for, it allows you to zero in a little bit more on what that kind of true value, what those true skills and expertise might be. So then the other kind of big circle that we'll look at, and if we draw this out, we can look at the overlap is passions. So passions are a good one. Um, so what really lights your fire? As an adult, sometimes it can be really tough to, to understand that, or you might feel like nothing lights my fire right now. Um, so other questions that can, that can help you kind of dig into this. Um, what did you love to do as a kid? So what did you spend hours on doing? Um, what do you still do that makes you lose track of time? Um, some of the you know, more um, kind of existential questions that you can ask yourself to un understand your passions a little bit are, what would you do if you only had one year left to live? Um, so that's a, a really good memento mori, uh, think, contemplating death exercise. Um, is, you know, if you only had a year to live, what would you be doing? And then <clears throat> other, other ways to identify passions. What do you do that makes you maybe look uncool or ridiculous and you just don't care, you do it anyway? So, uh, you know, do you karaoke in front of people? Uh, are you super into role-playing games? Um, what about those, you know, and kind of digging into those a little bit, asking following questions, using that five whys technique to backtrack into like why that's your passion. Uh, can be a really kind of good subsidiary use of that five whys as you're trying to identify these. Um, but yeah, those are just some questions. Um, and then another one that's good, if nobody paid you to show up to work, money wasn't an issue, what would you do? What would, like, what would you spend your days doing when you showed up to work? Um, and so those are, you know, some, some ways to kind of dig into your passion. So, um, Kind of the next one that we'll talk about, the next kind of big category is values. So values, to be clear, are not morals, they're not ethics. These are personal things that you value and they can be expressed in different ways. Um, you know, my sister and I worked through one of our courses and the example we came up with was Yoda and Darth Vader. So 
both of them value control, um, but it is expressed in very different ways. Um, and so you can think of them as qualities of action. So they both value the control. Yoda expresses his, you know, control of, you know, emotion, how he reacts. Darth Vader controls everyone around him. Both value control, express it in different ways. And so, um, you know, in that course, we go through like working through your values and, and how to identify what that can be. Um, but, you know, so looking at where values, skills, expertise, and passions all overlap can start to get you a really good gauge of your whys. And when you're dealing specifically with habits, it is important to look at the habit that you think you want to incorporate and work backwards, right? So that five whys technique, start with the action. Why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? Um, and just working backwards to understand like, oh, I, I want to run each day. The reason that's really important to me, the why behind that is because I want to be active and available and able to do things with my kids. Okay, so then running 10 miles a day might not serve that, but running three miles a day or just doing a workout or just staying physically fit, however you qualify that, um, is, is really, that's, what you, that's the why, right? You have that why, so what and how you do it is all dependent on that. And you can adjust the, the especially the what you do, um, and, and the how is actually probably pretty closely tied to your values. So if you value discipline, how you do that might be very informed that. And your why is kind of at the center of that. So the last thing I'll touch on um, is using your why. So we've gone through some different ways of like defining why, why it's important, um, and, and some different techniques for understanding what it is. So how do we use it? So it's one of the simplest ways is write it down. So for every habit you have, you should have a reason why you do that habit. And we are actually in the process of, of developing um, a system for you to do that in an app so that you have that why attached to every habit that you do and you can refer back to it. But the easiest way is just to write it down on a piece of paper, carry it with you. If you track your, your habits or your goals and everything, write it down next to it, revisit it, pin it to the ceiling. I know I do that in, in, in certain cases where I, I want to have it like right when I wake up in bed, I, I pin it to the ceiling above my bed. Um, another way to use your why is to help you in creating a personal mission statement. A personal mission statement is um, a, a real great way to combine your why and your values. So that quality of action, that how, those are those values along with your why, you can put those together and create a personal mission statement. And I think that's probably uh, creating a personal mission statement, I think is probably an entirely other episode that we can cover. Um, but you can Google it, there's, there's some good resources out there. Um, and so I hope some of this was helpful. Please let me know um, if you've got questions or want any follow-up, if, if we wanna dig into Ikigai or the five wise techniques separately. I'm happy to, and we can also do some values clarification. But uh, thank you so much for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you next week on another episode of Hump Day Habits. Have a great Wednesday.